Barry well, did start recording. Well, I mean, you said I should start recording. It smells pretty this good. This shit smells it, good. You can smell. So we're tasting the skillet from Burial right now, and Burial's, it smells yeah. good. Skillet donut stout. That is a tasty beverage. Cold black iron, never decaying. But no, what I wanted to start the podcast on was we were talking about strip clubs beforehand. So down in Atlanta, they got the uh, Claremont Lounge where strippers go to die. Does Raleigh have a similar thing up here? Pretty good. I wouldn't know. I've only been to one strip club in my life, and it wasn't in Raleigh. Uh, so. We have a gentleman's club, but I've never really been in a strip I club either. Years old was all right. Where's that nice gentleman's club off of uh, 440? 612 Wharf Avenue? Yeah. That's right next to gentleman's club. Shout out to anybody who gets that. That's a beat from Ozzy's phone. Yeah, my phone. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Kevin is just... 612 Wharf Avenue is... Uh, the building next to the strip club in Aqua Teen Hunger Force, where MCP Pants tries to dig a hole into hell and release uh, demons. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. everybody yeah. knows well, that. Well, once you brought up MCP yeah. Pants, I was like, oh, he tries to dig a hole yeah. into hell. I yeah. still don't know what you're talking no, about. No, yeah. What about Sirloin? No, hey. I don't remember him. Sorry. That's the good Anyways, stuff. Tasty beer. All right. That is actually yeah. really good. I actually liked it. It tastes better than it smells. Which it's is more, the op, which is opposite of which coffee. Makes me sad because I like I didn't get to have any of it at the place, which I keep mistakenly calling it graveyard. But uh, God dang. this week you have like nine cans to look they at. They all say burial. I said mistakenly calling. Anyway, this week on the Drunken Mustache Podcast, we review the fantastic brewing company Burial. Here with me today, Kevin. Say hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. And Ozzy. You don't have to say anything, I, I guess. I didn't. But hey, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah, Burial. They're from Asheville, North Carolina. They just opened up a spot in Raleigh, North Carolina, downtown. And that was where we hit it. We were excited to go check it out because we've heard good things in Asheville and uh, had a good time there. Yeah, it's a... Uh... A little tap room that they opened up just to expand, I guess, into Raleigh. Emphasis on little. Emphasis on little, but that's exactly what they were going for, apparently. Even their website says it. It says it's, it's a coffee shop for beer. It's basically you go there and you don't spend a lot of time. You get like a beer or two and you head out. There's like no seats, I don't think, anymore. They removed the ones next to the bar the last time I went. So it's all Because I went on. I that was went, literally a week later. Yeah, I went a week later and... Um, well, they just got tired of people sitting around spending all their time in there. It probably like, causes people to stay longer. They want people to go in Yeah, and they out. want people to go in and get out. Yeah, it, is, um, it is drastically different than the one in Asheville. Asheville's, the one in Asheville is kind of like in a barn. There's like gravel and there's like rusty sites and stuff, which if you ever look at a burial beer company... Uh, like logo or any of their artwork and stuff, it is all like super in depth. Yeah, uh, I was I was actually gonna say like so the reason that I chose to go to this one I would, didn't really know about the tap room, but when I first thing I googled and I recommend any of our listeners Google Burial uh, Brewing Company because Burial will obviously turn up some weird things, but Burial Brewing Company, if you go to their website. All the artwork and like all the names of their beer are like super fucking metal. So like, we're we're not gonna remember any of the beer names except for like one or two. But no, we've got the list. We've got a list here, and I just want to read off a few. Not even the ones that we like necessarily drank, but like 
There, we got Solace Among the Slaughterhouse Rage. We got these incendiary devices. Ooh, that sounds the cool. Crown of Devination. Oh, they had that in cans there. Uh, inhabited by oh, Ghosts. Uh, I used to be an athlete, which I just think no. is a funny name. I don't. Really that one was good. I had that when the uh, they opening we weekend. Went. Oh, that's right. Uh, I went. I went I've been three times, and they opened up like last month. Deliver and us. That to, tells you how good this place. Deliver is. Deliver us to evil. I love that. One. Nice. This is Bob. Mm. <laughs> uh, Oasis of imagination. The shattered remains of reality. Uh, virtue of patience. Oh, heard you for the forever silenced. Uh, prismatic visions, death in the distance, from the darkness there is light. There's just so many great fucking names. Yeah. Like, and these, you, these are all albums for like metal bands. What, all, these are all, all so, these are all songs for Fall Out Boy because they're like a sentence. <laughs> it's very true. And then if you look at like the actual cans that they've got, because I think they mostly do cans. I don't think they have a lot of bottles. Their, but... their bottles are their sour beers um, because usually you get a bomber of sour and it's usually a heftier price and it's easier to sell, I guess, because people know what they're getting with sours. The sour people know they want, I guess, a lot of beer and for it to be, you know, to share or something like that. I don't know. But I always see sours in bottles or bombers and I always see everything else in cans. Well, and I think I think it probably preserves the flavor anymore, but point uh, better for sours. But point being, if you look at any of their uh, products, they have this amazing artwork on all of it. Yeah, it's just super fucking metal. And they're like silver cans, and then just some crazy artwork. Which was so, cool. Is the draw for the Raleigh location, which is the difference. The Raleigh location. Is it? It's called the what the uh, showroom. The showroom, yeah, something like that. So it's all of their artwork that has been nicely framed and put on the wall, and you, so you still get the feel of burial, which is like I said, the other one's like a barn, but you still get that like deathly kind of feel to it, and everything really has a grim look to it. Um, but it's all framed and is extremely nice. I, I'm not going to lie. It actually made me kind of sad because I was looking at the artwork and I was like, I want to buy this because this is fucking Yeah, I was awesome. like, it'd be cool to buy. I would so love it. Something like that. Yeah, I'm sure you can get but, the guy. It tells you who the guy. He signs all of the stuff. He's yeah. got to be out of Asheville. Yeah. The only, sure. the only problem with that, the place was so small and with it being brand new, it was so packed, I couldn't like walk around to see the, all the art like an actual showroom. Yeah, that's true. It's it all very nice, nice to in be, the back. It, yeah, really it would have cool. been nice to walk around at least to be able to see it. Like, I'm, I'm okay with them not well, making it like a proper brewery where I can sit down and, you know, have a beer so and have children running around and pissing me off. It's, but, it's an interesting yeah. place because it literally is kind of a hole in the wall. I mean, I would think of this, if it was a normal kind of place that wasn't super crowded all the time, I would picture it as kind of like a dive bar situation. Yeah. There's no parking, really. you got to park down That's the street sprawling. somewhere. Uh, it's literally a coffee shop. They, they define it like that. It's attached to a food hall. There is yeah. There's a food hall next door, but you kind of yeah. got to walk around to get to it. It's it's not a bad location, but for something that's so popular, like we came there, what the th- you think it'll die down eventually? But it's like it's, the third it's week. It's gonna be. Slimmer. It's gonna die down, but it's still gonna be fairly full at all times. But but we were there like the third week it had been open, and it was Way too soon. it was crowded. You said it was even more crowded when you went later. Um, no, no, it was more crowded the, the opening weekend, which is makes accurate. But last weekend, uh, I went because uh, I wanted to go. 
and it was my birthday weekend, so we went. And it wasn't as bad until we left. You get waves in that place where it fills in and then leaves, which I guess is what they Makes sense. I mean, wanted. that's what they want. Yeah, I mean, they want people in and out. They want people experiencing the art and the beer. But their beer's and great. The yeah, beers. I, mean, I guess so we can talk about the beer a little bit more, but yeah. so, I mean, we had a we had, I think we had everything that day except like one or two things and you said, Kevin, that you went back next week and got whatever we didn't. Yeah, well, at least tried it. Oh, that's right. So, like, yeah. we don't, we're not going to remember all the names because yeah. obviously their names are a little complicated. We'll but say, I, I know for a fact we had Gang of Blades. We did. Before the, the descent. Right? Oh, that, Gang of Blades. That was, was that the double IPA? That was the double yeah. IPA. All right, I'm going to start off by Wait. prefacing it with that IPA hit me in the face, and I was not happy with how it tasted. It tasted fine. It was really danky. Yeah, it tasted dank. It was I, just I think, the type of hop they use in there. Like it was, it was an interesting comparison because, oddly enough, uh, you had the triple IPA. That whose, was great. Whose name I couldn't remember. It's and the, it, it, yeah. was, it was a lot smoother than the double IPA. Yes, that one's the Liturgy for the Forever Silence. The Liturgy, yeah. That one was good. Yeah. Liturgy for the Forever Silence. Yeah, that one's really good. It's very fruity. Uh, over I, did, I did like that one. But yeah, they, I was just surprised that the triple IPA was smoother than the double IPA. Yeah, I was like, like, like well, Kevin said, it was just the, the hops. double IPA. Just the hops they chose. It hit me that. real hard, and I was uh, not a fan. Just to squeak in, they pretty much specialize in IPAs and a lot of stouts. They have a lot of other beers that go in there, yes. but if you look at their lineup, it's pretty much all IPA, double IPA, triple IPA. Um, They've got some stuff in between, but it's like, you know, you know black, black porter, black lager, black, yeah, something. They had a black IPA. That black IPA, delivered. yeah. So, <laughs> deliver me somewhere. I don't it's know what the hell it's called. I think, that's deli- that, I think that was deliver us to evil. Was that not it? No, no the door to something. It oh, had, it had a door in it. that was that. Uh, death is just, death is but death a door. Is but yeah, a door. that's the yeah. one. That one was really good. That was Probably my second favorite was after the triple IP. That was a black IP. I also oh, that had, was good. Yeah, I had the Ulfbert, which was really good, and there was the Coco Bolo. Coco Bolo, which was very good. It was okay. Yeah. Well, that was super Bolo. super chocolatey. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was nothing special, but it wasn't bad. And then I had the Gozo. What was it? It, it wasn't, wasn't really a sour. Gozo. It was a mixed culture saison. Oh, it was saison that was super it was, sour. It had mirage in the, the name. The revival of the forgotten. Oh no, that's the reflections in a mirage. Yeah. yeah, I believe that's right. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was, it had it was a, very sour for a saison. But I didn't even. You yeah, know. it might have been revival of forgotten, but I think it was the reflection of a mirage. But. And then you had the virtue of patience. Which... God, that was super sweet, but I should have known going in. <laughs> oh, yeah. the uh, It was a was bourbon barrel-aged barley, barley, barley wine, so it was sweet on top of sweet. But it still tasted good if you get past it. It was real sweet. I mean, despite all the talk where you were saying like they mostly focus in stouts and they mostly focus in IPAs, well, all the ones we talked about, they got a lot of diversity. They got oh, yeah. every single. They got a different they know type what of beer. Doing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's just that if you see how many times it rotates through all their IPAs, it they're they know what they're doing on IPAs too. Yeah, that's like their main thing because they have so many, but they still hit the mark on other styles of beer as well. So I mean, I guess as far as this place goes in general, the beer I thought was fantastic. The service was pretty good. The theme of the location was fantastic as well. 
I just wish it was bigger. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, sure... you, you have to know what you're getting into when you're going to this place. You're not going to go and sit down for about an hour and a half and have a beer with ten people. It's not going to happen. No, yes, the, you're renting out the place. Yeah. You're not going to get a table. You're not going to be able to sit down. They don't have you any are, tables. Yeah, you are, you are standing and you are going to be moving a lot if you're yeah. in the... And even for us three, when we were standing there, it was really hard to stand there and talk to each other. We had to be in a line and had to, like, flex around while people were trying to move around and... It was, you know, like we have said, it was what it advertised itself as, a coffee shop but for beer. You don't go in there to sit down. You go in there to get a beer and leave or get a couple beers and leave. And that said, I mean, I didn't really have a problem with that once you got used to it. Once you knew what you were into, I mean, I was fine because the beer was so good, I didn't really care. I was yeah, just I had, like, I had a good time yeah. and it, the beer was good. The only thing I could knock them on that – you really can't argue is they didn't have a bathroom. They didn't uh, have a bathroom, which is real weird. I think it's against code if you're a restaurant or you serve. Well, maybe if they get around not having food there. Well, they probably they don't have food. Exactly. They and probably they're attached to the transfer company food hall, which I what do you mean honestly by think they're they're attached. You got to walk around the corner, but oh, I honestly think that that's where the employees were going as well. So. Really. But I guess that's what my guess would be is that they somehow because they're technically their building is part of that building, they've got some kind of connectivity code going on with that. Where because they have a bathroom. Oh, that's the only thing that was weird. I was like, is I that mean, the bathroom is like, no, nah, that's employees. I'm well, like, you know, shit. you know, the staff has to have a bathroom, right? I mean, they they're not just shitting in the back room, or if they are, that's kind of creepy. But maybe I mean, that's why the donut stout is so good. <laughs> it is made with counterculture coffee, which is pretty cool. That's out of Durham. Yeah, I mean, this really, is a, it's an Asheville place made with counterculture coffee man, from Durham. So that's pretty I've cool. had an Asheville beer that had Raleigh pizza in it. So And how was it? It's fucking good. God oh, it. I mean it's a no, very It was a, ruckus pizza. Five slices per barrel, baby. It's that's a, a very lot, metal place and what is more metal than piling up your human excrement out no, yeah. true. That's I'm what bad. it is. They have that's the uh, sensor burners in there. Uh-huh. If you look over um, the the Catholic thing, it's yeah, the, the oh, like little you mean the sensor burners is what they're called. They're like the chains with the like big candles sensor on the end burners? of them. They're called yes, sensor, sensor burners. burners. Really? So anyway, over the top of Catholic, the uh, the taps that they have in there, they're all there's like five of them up there and like some candelabras and shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but, it was uh, pretty fucking metal. Ever in Asheville? Definitely go there. That place. Yeah, is actually, cool. I'm going to Asheville tomorrow. Is it worth checking out? Yeah, oh yeah. It's like right on the street. You can walk there. I might, just, I might just stop by. I, say, I might just stop by because I'm going to Wicked Weed after that. Well, and I've never yeah. seen their stuff in Atlanta, but I would highly recommend. Like, if you see Burial, like, oh my God, get some because it's yeah, I, yeah, it's pretty I, good. I would say we're the skillet. The Hawkbill right now, and the Hawkbill is what their mainstay IPA. I, I no, haven't surf really. Waxes. Oh, Surf Wax. Okay. Now I will say they do have a few that are like. It depends on your taste, but I haven't really had a bad one. Like the barley wine well, was super sweet, but it wasn't really. Oh, bad. okay. Let's, the, yeah, I'm about to say Kevin went back. I went back, and there was one called an Amaro Ale. So if anybody's ever had Amaro, it's a liqueur, and it's very bitter. And I had it, and they definitely hit the mark. It was just not good. Anybody who knows what like Fernet Branca is. Um. It yeah. tasted like that, but it was a beer. It was so bitter. I oh great! It's thank God they gave me a sample of it because I would have never been able to finish that thing. It it was tough, but everything else has uh, been really good. 
And maybe that's just what. Maybe it's still good for someone who likes. Yeah, it. if you like Amaro, then yeah, drink that. It was great. Literally, that's what they were going for. The word they, comes they hit from Amargo, which means bitter. They had. I mean, they hit the nail on the mark there for uh, what they were going for. They know what they're doing. Just go get burial. We're drinking burial now. It's delicious. It's, it's really good. good. Yeah, no, it's really I'm, good. I'm excited to have them in town because you know it's something else that I can drink and go. I can go get their bottles pretty easily because you just went yeah. in there and got. They had six packs of a couple things, right? They, the whole thing is yeah, six packs. They had that whole like. There's uh, a whole cooler over there behind. I know, the but you'd be surprised how many breweries don't necessarily have. And you can a get them in bottle shops around here too. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. I kind of want to go back and get a glass, but I'm out of space for glasses right do now. Do they even sell glasses? Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. They have like four different ones. Yeah. Um, the only thing I, so. If Burial had the pizza that Trophy had, perfect. It would just be. I mean, it's no right. one, no one would ever leave. I don't think, but it's a food truck. Kind it's of just place. as big as Trophy. It's just as big as Trophy, and it's sort of better beer with no pizza. Yeah, it's true, actually. Oh. Which I do think. I drive by that every morning. I think there is a sign on the construction For next to the Trophy food. Pizza Place where it closed down. Just a little update. Say, I think Trophy did buy that section uh, of the building. Uh, yes. So, uh, next time I, before I move out, I'm going to wander over there and see what the sign says. But I think Trophy did buy it. Okay. That's nice. Good. Well, I'm, cool. intri- I'm intrigued. So, They'll uh, just pick up all the business that uh, Moonlight lost. Probably. But, but yeah, I would say this is probably one of my favorite. Uh, before we get into the music, I hate to keep like hyping this place up, but Burial is probably one of my favorite breweries that we've been to. There's I mean, a reason we went there. It's it's a shame that it's so small, because uh, it's a kind of an experience that you got to have. But it's like, uh, yeah, I would say it probably is my favorite. I'm trying to think. Compass Rose, not really. Trophy, not really. Um, Linwood, not really. Do we visit? Bond Brothers. Bond, bro- Ooh, Bond Brothers. Ooh. Yeah, it's a close one between Bond Brothers and Burial. I would say that's fair. You know, and now They're that I, absolutely my two favorites. Yeah, Bond Brothers is probably my favorite out of everything we visited. And this is this is a close second. And actually, now that I think about it, how cool would it be to actually have a good-sized showroom and actually have all that spread out to where you could walk around like a museum and have beer? Just sit there and look at all the cans, yeah. like the art. I would, I would think I would, would go back nice. regularly. Yeah. Like, it would be great. Like, the, like, be like you now. said, the only thing that's, that pisses me off is that I am shoulder to shoulder with everyone else. And shoulder to shoulder with everyone else is like 30 people in the place. Yeah, exactly. What can you do? Exactly. 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 All right, but now we get to move on to the music. So, Oh, whoops, I'm leaving. <laughs> you can't, you introduce your album first before you leave. Then so I will say off the top, uh, this is probably, despite having one of the best uh, breweries that we've had, this is one of the most disappointing album days that we've had you gotta find a balance yeah i was about to say it it is kind of a in-between kind Uh, of thing where we had such a good brewer experience but then the albums were lackluster so so we had the rival sons feral roots we had the dandy warhols uh uh, why you so crazy? Why you so crazy and we had sharon van etten i don't really remember um Jamaican me crazy. I know you everything. Something. Oh, oh tomorrow. A, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Remind me tomorrow. Remind me tomorrow. There we go. I was going to say it's not one word or else I listened to the wrong album. Yeah, I mean, like. I didn't I, look up the album too much because there was a naked, do- uh, ch- like, children on the front album, wait, so I didn't what? want to get caught oh, out at work. What? Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're playing around and stuff, but there's, like, a kid and, like, a it's clear a girl. Uh, 
Tupperware container like reading Ooh. or something, and they don't have any clothes on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not trying to get caught yeah. at work. Yeah, I'm glad I don't pay. Do I'm glad I didn't pay too much attention to That's that. That's why you're not going back to work next week. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you, you said that like I should feel sad about it. Um, uh, it's your birthday week. I'd be uh, ecstatic if I didn't have to go back to that fucking this place. This is a whole week. But anyway, uh, so let's start it off. So we got Rival Sun. Here's a sample of the song Too Bad off their album Feral Roots. So I will say this was probably the most uh, rock and roll of the ones we listened to. Oh yeah, to. easily. I mean, just based off that riff, I mean, you can tell it's like heavy rock slash bluesy slash you know, it, it's it's a pure rock kind of album. And I, I I picked that song for the uh, sample because that is probably the best song on that album because it that riff hits you pretty hard and it's not too complex throughout the entire song, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, they're bluesy rock from what I Very read. bluesy, yeah. Um, they they kind of, they're very sad. They drone, they got the kind of vocal droning that goes on where yeah. it's like they, it, it, it kind of feels like they're wailing about things without actually getting there. It's like stoner rock without being stoned. Yeah. I would say it's kind of like that. But you add uh, a little bit blues, I, I, so it's a little bit less. I feel like it's more like, Someone tried to recreate classic rock and just didn't do it right. Um, there are moments where I feel that. It's like, well, it's like half the songs feel like that, and the other half of the songs feel like I don't know, like country rock or something weird like that. Yeah, there were a couple of tracks that were in there that were just kind of yeah. threw me. Well, it also kind of. This might just be my opinion because uh, I listened to this uh, with some friends, and uh, they. <laughs> The comment that um, uh, Barbie made, one of my friends, uh, he said that uh, like it seems like they couldn't make up their mind on exactly what they were trying to do, and I I kind of got that vibe where it's like they didn't really have a consistent theme throughout the album. Or yeah, I think me and Kevin had kind of said that too at one point because like at the beginning I think they started off very well because they. Kind of established themselves of this like bluesy rock kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the first and the singer was songs. like singer was like energetic. Um, the singer, I think I'll, I'll take a second to say he seemed kind of out of place because most of the songs are heavy, upbeat, but he sounded very like soul, like R and B kind of like it was really weird kind of hearing those two mixes. But even with that, they started off well, and then they started turning into like they had this one. The very last song or one of the very last songs is like a. Like a uplifting, like my love is better than your love, and one of the first songs is like "You miss me, well, too bad, fuck you." It's just kind of all over the place. Like I couldn't get yeah. one single message. Well, I felt like somebody was writing the lyrics for them, and they were just kind of coming up with the music as they went along. And that was, I mean, I I kind of liked it because I was mostly listening to this as background, so I was able to ignore the lyrics. Welcome to club. And baby. when I was able to do that, I, I didn't. It didn't bug me as much. But it, then. As Ozzy pointed out, the more I listened to the lyrics, the more like upset I got with this music in yeah, general. It was the lyrics weren't exactly the best. I think what you were saying 
the best part of this album was their instrumentation. I thought they played well. I mean, the guitarist is good. The drummer was good. The singer was good, even though I think it was kind of you know out of place. I kept thinking of the revivalist every time I listened to them because he sounds just like them. And the revivalist are more indie, kind of like uh, indie rock pop. So hearing like a heavier band with that sound just kind of threw me off. Which yeah, is funny. I agree with yeah. that completely. It's just like they're playing like way too much. They're trying to go hard rock uh, into metal for like all of their instrumentation, and then you get this cut. voice. It's very clean. It's not yeah. raspy, and it just feels. Yeah, it's very soul. It's the is, second most disjointed part. Well, we weren't of able. We weren't able to play the 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 song to the vocal sampling, but I mean to give you an idea. Uh, kind of like Maroon Five was what I was comparing it to. Was mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I was. I would say his vocalist kind of sounded like. Uh, they didn't even play "Sweet Victory." I know it was so oh, sad. God. We're got, we're coming back to this now, huh, Kevin? Yep. All right. He doesn't sound like Maroon Five, but it was very clean. I, I will say I understand what you're saying. He was a very clean vocalist, and like when I listen to this stuff, you know, I expect a little, you know little more I guess bravado and with him it was just kind of solely I can I can see him being a good singer it's just with what we were hearing it just felt weird gotcha but uh yeah it was I had some tracks on there that I actually really enjoyed like that one I keep saying too bad and there's a couple other ones you know nothing major but there's a couple other ones that I'd probably go back to um but overall um it just wasn't my thing I mean I've heard it before I've heard riffs like that before. I've heard people sing like that before, so it's nothing special to me. The one band they sounded like a lot sometimes was, um, what's that, like, two-group duo? I think it's like... The Darkness. 21 Pilots? Yeah, they sound exactly like 21 uh, Pilots. Sonny and Cher. No. Blood, blood uh, in stool. That's not one. Hmm. Um, I have to come back to it. I can't remember off yeah. the top. They've got two two person band. It's oh, just the, a bassist. The Beatles. Uh. <laughs> Jackson Five. <laughs> Jackson Five. No. <laughs> Give me one uh, second. While yeah, I no, so like, oh, I, I, I know who you're talking about. What's the name? Um, um, Royal Blood. That's what they're called. Uh, it's like a bassist and a drummer, and the bassist plays like heavy, like like real slow like riffs, and some of that stuff sound like them. And I was like, well, I've heard this before. Nothing special. See, uh, like I think for me. Listening to that album is I usually go for those heavy, heavier, not super heavy. I don't do like the bands that like a broke up uh, bus seat you can't read in their uh, title. But uh, oh yeah, uh, they like I like that kind of heavier riff that they had going on. Like even you didn't hear any of the vocals for the Rival Sons, but uh, I like that. And then it just fell short when I heard the lyrics every time like the voice just did not fit for me and I was like you could have had something great and no I'm not knocking the singer I just don't think that that style fits his voice as well as it should so wait what was the group again Ozzy Royal Blood Okay, I thought you were gonna say Donnie and Marie Osmond. So, uh, so I'm. Really oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's close. Basically, the same people. Yeah, pretty much. But right? yeah, the singer was off. Whatever, we get it. But I still, mean, still good, very good. I mean, as background music, I think it's great. And like, very good lyrics. They just didn't go together. Yeah, but no, yeah, I would. It's it's tough because 
is this this is going to be the whole episode it's about balancing out because it's like the music i'm like putting it up here at like a seven or an eight vocals like a three so yeah i think the overall theme of the music is i've heard it before there's something better i'd rather listen to that yeah like if i want something heavier you know i'd go to bands that are like that you know whether it's older queens of the stone age or a couple other like stoner rock and then the band, the next band we're about to talk about, I'd rather listen to the Gorillas. Yeah. All right. So the next band we're talking about, uh, the Dandy Warhols with "Why You So Crazy." I'm gonna play a sample and I'm gonna let Kevin press the button because I'm gonna go get another beer. You're welcome. Uh, so that was Be Alright uh, by the Dandy Warhols. Yeah, and that was just the intro, which is a, a sample. But uh, as you can hear, it's it's strange. It's, it's not like it's like crazy strange. Honestly, it's, you know, nothing, again, nothing I haven't heard before. But they're all over the place. I mean, this is a band from, Pantera. I think they're from Port, Portland, Did you say Seattle? Pantera? Well, I said fucking me, terrible is what I said. Oh, under my okay. breath. Hey, God. All I was right. trying to keep it to a law. They're, they're not perfect. good, man. It's like s- s- nine songs out of ten. It sounds like they gave an elementary school person a MIDI keyboard, told them to randomly put like sounds in there, and then made up some random groany-ass voice to go along with everything. So to answer your question, Ozzy, they are from Portland, Oregon. Oh, I know. To answer a- your question, Kevin... There wasn't a question. It was a statement. <laughs> I, I, I I actually thought the music was not bad, but I will agree. It was generic as fuck. I was well, like... It was uh, just bad. I will say, another, another again with this, is there were songs that had good, like, feel to them. Like, the... the, the you know, if... There's a couple songs where they went crazy on the MIDI, whatever. They went crazy on the they sound. They went super crazy. Okay. Well, there's some other they songs had that had lightning some... bolt sounds in the background. And by <laughs> lightning bolt sounds, I mean thunder, because that's the one that makes noise. Yes. He is right. <laughs> yeah, but, but they had no, a couple of songs sounded... that had some good layering. It sounded like a, honestly like a good, relaxing like hip-hop beat. Like low, hi-fi beats that you study to. Whatever. Shit like that. That was not, that was like, not that at all. But it was like really like simple stuff, and then it just wouldn't go anywhere. The whole time it'd be like, boom, boom, and then the guy would come in and start singing like he just couldn't take a shit for the last five days. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was just so lazy. It could have done something, but they didn't. Exactly. It didn't. Exactly. It didn't evolve. Well, it was derivative as all get out, and yeah, they didn't try. It was, and that's why I say it's like the gorillas, but worse because the gorillas at least like have. You know, changing songs that kind of evolve into something. You know, whether it's not whether you don't love the Gorillas or not, that's another thing. But it just felt like a knockoff Gorillas. You know, Sorry, like for real, there was one song that the beat sounded almost exact. I want to say almost exactly. It sounded very similar to Kids, Kids with, with Guns. Guns. And then they just threw some like shit vocals in there. And Kids with Guns, if you remember Kids with Guns, it's off of Dear Inc. Set. It is a song that doesn't evolve. It just. The whole time, kids with guns. Kids with guns. The entire way. What CD? Demon Days. Excuse Demon me. Thank you. Not daring. Excuse me. 
But no, yeah. I, I mean, Kevin, I'm just a little surprised by this because normally you're pretty chill about yes. everything that's not a brewery. You are very aggressive it about this. It sucks, dude. Like, I listened to it, and it was just bad. It's yep. literally like they just slapped some MIDI sounds and someone groaned into a microphone. It's not good. There's like two good songs. They don't even sound like the rest of the songs on the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. They and had, they're not even that the, good. Their better songs were the ones that were fleshed out. The ones that actually felt like a full band was playing, not that they were just kind of sitting there playing on fucking MIDI keyboards. I think that's when they were making fun of themselves at that point. They're making fun of somebody else, and they made music that either sounded that, better. Again, either that, or they're from Portland, and they're like, "Hey, we have to make singles, so let's make these shitty songs, and then the rest we can just experiment and do." Whatever. So, so they're no kind of like Portland would ever do that. Like, oh yeah, okay. Marion Berry pancakes, like Owl City. Like, gosh, I don't know. No. Uh, but no, I mean like. That was kind of what I liked about them for the first few songs, where I was like, this is a lot like Gorillaz. I can get behind this. And then it just kind of droned on. And, and just on. let me yeah, down. On. Yeah. I was on board. I was like, okay, this is fine. I see where it's coming from. At least they got a feel to them for like two songs. And I was like, what in the hell are you doing? Like, it just doesn't... Maybe I'm not just hip enough to listen to the Dandy Warhols, which is probably accurate, but... Probably. Oh, and the worst part of it... The worst part is... Most of the songs that were just droning and really boring and just nothing but moans. So, like, the singer, he would either come in with a monotone, just lazy-ass sing, uh, singing voice, or he would come in and it was good. But in those moments when it was droning and not ex- not really exciting, they were like the four-and-a-half-minute songs. None of these songs deserve to be four-and-a-half minutes, three minutes at most. It was- these are all short songs that would make more sense if they were short interludes half the time. It was rock band when you don't have to hit a pitch. <laughs> that, like, you just have to say the word, and it gives you the oh, points yeah, yeah. for That's it. That's where you're playing on, like, super easy, and you're just like, eh. It's just at the bottom. There's no pitch line. <laughs> He's just saying words in there, because there's it doesn't go along with yeah. anything else. No, really. And then, the like, the ones where you actually sang, like, Motor City Steel, where had, like, that, that it was such a weird song, but it was it was a funny, like, cheeky kind of song. It wasn't... Yeah. You know, it was it was, it was it had the like best a, song yeah, I listened to. On. It had a story. It was the most upbeat song. Had an actual like rhythm, oh, and think, the guy actually sang really like. I mean, I wouldn't say I, well, I but what you're sang. really excited about was the lyrics and the story because you, you guys were even talking about that before you you got. Well, yeah, I was getting you to can, that. You could do a good story. We listened to Twenty One Pilots, but. Well, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, Motor City still. Oh, difference between this and Twenty One Pilots is Twenty One Pilots had good music. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, they had some songs where all of their songs had, you know, some lyrics that you had to, like, listen and, like, kind of flesh out. Motor City Still was their most straightforward song. It's literally a story about a couple. They had to split ways because she wanted to be an adventurer, and he didn't. It was simple. It was straight to the point, and you could say it's stupid, and most people will probably say, why do you want to listen to this? But honestly, music... It's the best song. It's, yeah, it's their best song. It was, it was... If you shortened Albuquerque down because he's just telling a random ass story from Weird Al and added weird ass music in the background. I was going to say it's more like if you shortened the Mountain Goats Tallahassee down to like one song, it's kind of more like that. See, I don't know who that is. Uh, we'll do that next time for sure. Y'all don't know the Mountain Goats? I no know. one knows that, that besides you and like the people who you just mentioned. I feel really bad about Yeah, Y'all need to check out the Mountain Goats. But anyway. Yeah. Alrighty. Anyhow. Uh, but again, like I said, moral of the music this week or this time is I know better artists who do it yeah. better. Beck. Portugal. Right. I did, I did feel a good. Gorillas. 
All three of those I would listen to every day over this, and they do it better every they time. They try to fuse all three of those bands. Because I did get yeah. a Beckish vibe out of uh, one of the songs. I forget what it was, but it did kind of sound like uh, a Beck, like a two turntables and a microphone kind of song. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, well, and, sang like Beck, too, kind of like that monotone, yeah. like well, a loser. But like, this also goes back to kind of what Kevin's point was. This is, a lot of it felt like mimicry. Like they were just stealing yeah, off of maybe. the gorillas. Yeah, maybe. I mean, sure you show your inspiration. I mean, it's not Greta Van Fleet. When, yeah, I mean, it's not Greta Van Fleet when it's straight up copy. But you know, you could tell where you could tell the okay, okay. Speaking of Van speaking Fleet. of Greta Van Fleet, damn. All right. Well, we have a different van. Sharon, Sharon Van Etten. Uh, we got. Uh, so my album. I don't really have much to say about this. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start playing it. Sharon Van Etten. This is 17 off the album. Uh, remind me tomorrow. Is that right? I yes. Don't know. Yes. Remind me tomorrow. y'all thought about this album i thought ironically enough that this was kind of like a more powerful cat power where she brought more in the vocals and the energy department than cat power did but the music very similar very similar nice mean powerful cat power uh, i thought that it was still kind of a sad tone throughout the entire album but it was still more upbeat than the Cat Power album that we had. It had a good, um, like, energy to it, even though it was still kind of down. Um, and to be honest, out of all three of these albums, this one was probably the most consistent out of all of them to where she knew what she was doing and she was hitting the mark on everything that she was doing. It was, I mean, it's not my kind of music, but she did a good job doing it. Yeah, yeah, so you're right. It is cat power because that's exactly what we said about cat power. She did it well. She did it what she how she wanted it to do, and I can't argue that it's not a bad album, but it's not for me. Yeah, I mean, I like this one yeah. more than cat power because, because of that. Because Logan's right. It is. More, it does have more energy. She still sings and kind of expresses herself the same way as cat power with, you know, it's very well, earned. And for those of you who didn't listen to the one where we reviewed Cat Power, basically that means it's got a lower tempo, it's kind of got a bluesy feel, but the tone doesn't shift very much. She kind of sticks in her own vocal range, and she just stays there. And she follows a slow tempo, but the vocals carry the performance. And it's and called Sad Core. Sad Core. Is what I, she's defined as. I will say that some of the lyrics with these very... Because when you get a tempo that's that low and slow like that you want the words to like punch a little bit more i think to like carry a lot more weight and some of the lyrics in here it's just like it just sounds like she's having a conversation like i i forget what's the name of that song that's the first one to? i told you everything yeah what was the, like they had some quote said, in there. It was like oh said, you should have been you, i was at the bar i told you everything you said oh shit you, you, should, you almost died. Oh shit! You almost died as one of the literally the two, and like, that, and she drags that out in like for like forty five seconds. Yeah, like, so, it's <laughs> a lot. And I was like, 
I was like, what? Are you just having some random conversation and you're like drawing out? But I think there's appeal to that to certain people that you kind of have like that direct, like, yeah. this is what's happening. And I really think if based off the mood she sets with her piano playing and how slow it is, people get drawn into that like story thing. And not me. So like, first of all, I'm with you. I want something more upbeat. But if you're playing something like smooth like that, slow and like droning, I want you to hit me hard. Yeah. It takes way too long for her to hit me hard. In yeah. that song. My time's not that. valuable, but I still want it to be more valuable than not. I got plenty of time. Life's a joke. But, I mean, I'm trying to well, just... I think you and me, Ozzy, and Ozzy, you, you get more diversity than I do. I'm much more into the high tempo, high energy kind of like... If I want to listen to something, I want to get punched in the face with it. Like, I want to hear... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I understand that sentiment, but like today. So today I was at work, I was listening to this album, and Oops. I was kind of in my own space because I was trying to get my, my stuff done. Your stuff. I, I, I got my stuff. I didn't really want to be bothered. I just wanted to think to myself, plan stuff out. And But I listened to the album, and it was it was relaxing. I will say that it was a good thing to listen to in the background without having something to do because... A lot of times in society nowadays, we're a fast-moving society. We got something to do. We want something. We want to get something out of everything. And you don't necessarily get a lot of things out of this album. You get a story, but you you're not you're well, not going to get I a huge this has a crash of feelings. Flow. Like it's it's got like a good. It's I would say it's on par with like the energy of like Lana Del Rey and some yeah, of her yeah. slower songs. I would say that's about right. I mean, I listened to this while I was playing a board game with my friends. Again, uh, is what board game though? What's the name of that? It's it's the one with all the riddles. I don't remember what it's called. Clue. Um, no. Guess who? No risk. Ozzy. risk. No Ozzy. <laughs> Guess who? I knew it's it. it's like a new one. I think it's it's some stupid oh. thing. So what did you Trivial think while you were pursuit. playing the board game? It was very relaxing, and it kind of kept us in like the zone, but. I would think that would be the right setting. The, the problem was we got about halfway through the album and we were just like, I'd rather listen to something else. That, that was the setting. Yeah. So with the same thing with Cap Hour, I really like to listen to music, so I will sit at home and just listen to music. I've listened to music. I, like, I'll put on you know a record or i put on a CD yeah. and sit and listen in my living room. That is the setting that you need to listen to this because it tells a story, but it doesn't get you moving. It doesn't get you dancing. It doesn't get you excited. It just does it. Yeah, yeah that, I mean it's it's true. It's good um, background music. I there's was nothing a demo for yeah. Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah, and you were already distracted by something. Yeah, but it was good. I still picked up on random ass lyrics yeah, that didn't right. make any fucking yeah. sense. It's like you know. It's, I mean, there's definitely. Again, I just don't think it's our style. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's yeah, a bad sure. album. I just don't think it's our and style. I, like I said, it's probably my favorite album out of the three because she. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like she stuck to what she knew, and it was like she hit the mark on it. The other ones, they just kind of like. Yeah, I will say. I'm, 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 I'm just gonna say, I'm, I'm glad I finally nailed one because it's been a rough two weeks. I think. What did I pick? I, after no, picking Spider Verse. After good. well, after picking a Treyu, it's been like pretty. Yeah, you fucked up real hard. Yeah, I picked up so hard. Fucked but up so hard. I was saying. Up the struts. Get out of here. <laughs> I was say unlike the last two. Those I would have someone else to listen to if I wanted to listen to that. If I wanted to listen to this kind of music, I would go to this. This is a good like a lot of again with this one too. She had a lot of good instrumentation. Like she layered a lot of things, piano, some like she even had some electronic instrumentation in there. But 
all that had like a good feeling to it. Every other yeah. song, I felt like you know, I could listen to this for a while. Well, so yeah, but you wouldn't ever pick the other two albums because you know something that's better. That's what I'm saying. I don't well, feel this way with this. There's see, nothing it's that's like, better that I know of this really. It's like I don't listen to this, but go, right. It's like when you're in bed, it's just it. like, you know, this is nice. Cuddling is nice and all, but I'd rather be doing something that involved a safe word, you know? That's kind all of All right, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can have a safe word for cuddling. I mean, it's called, I'm going to go to bed. That's a safe word. <laughs> that's a safe word. I said my arm's asleep. That's a safe word. <laughs> I'm snoring. <laughs> no, I mean, so there were a couple of songs I, I do want to, like, she had a song called Comeback Kid, which was her oh, probably the most upbeat one, and she had some electronic instrumentation Kim in Kardashian there. Kim Kardashian song. Really? I think she got cornerback. Oh, yeah, but there was no kid involved. I watched that video. If there uh, is, I'm on the list. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't need No, that was good. Like, edit I, that out. It's fine. No, we <laughs> no, it. No, that's standard. Or You Shadow was a great song, too. They were the, uh, the most upbeat ones. Felt like they almost had like a hip-hop feel to them, like... Again, kind of like a, I don't know, uh, what's who, what's his name? Uh, all these people. CeeLo like, Green. Hmm. No, absolutely not. Not CeeLo Green at all. Um, <laughs> Andre 3000. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Earl Sweatshirt. Very kind of oh. low, moody kind of music, hip hop. I thought you were going to say Afro, man. Who the fuck is Earl Sweatshirt? Earl Sweatshirt. He's, he's got some more aggressive music, but some of his music is just kind of like low. Are they just picking a name and a noun now? <laughs> That's what it's always been. Afro Man. Afro Sweatshirt. Feral Roots. Oh, come on. You know Afro Man. Don't lie. I do know Afro Man. Okay. I do know Afro Man. I'll say it louder so the microphone can pick it up. Yeah. Come on, bro. But, sorry, I mean, yeah, I mean, I will say it's probably my favorite of the three. Um, probably because it's the most consistent. And because I want to listen to the entire album. Um, I, with the Feral Roots, there's probably two or three songs I would listen to. Dandy Warhols, I probably wouldn't go back to it at all. Yeah. Uh, with this, if for some reason I felt in the mood to listen to this, I'd listen to the whole album. If I wanted to cry, sure. Throw this, throw okay. this album off. So, so basically what Everything. we're saying... I did see, the, I did see the, uh, the record, the vinyl for it. I was like, who would buy this? It's like $30. And oh, shit. When no. you put this down, you'd have to sit there and like cry. That's more expensive than the Foo Fighters album. That I so so I guess... But we're all agreeing... No, Concrete gold, oh, the concrete gold. Bucks. Okay, okay. But, but we're all agreeing that uh, since the start of this podcast for like however many weeks in a row, the best uh, album that we've listened to is The Struts. Yes, we're all in agreement on that. No, I was gonna I was gonna say um, Rust in Peace by uh, Megadeth. Megadeth? Yeah. I love that album. It's great. That is the best album by far. We definitely didn't listen to that. <laughs> did, we, did we listen to that album? No, I mean, I don't I mean, know. I'm behind. In, in our I own, thought that was sweet I'm by just saying, Grande. I'm just saying, by, in our so, own time. Yes. She won a Grammy. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of Grammys. Ooh, a little teaser. I really suggest that our next review be Grammy-specific albums. I'm okay with that. Because I am really perplexed as to how some of them won and how some oh, others were If you choose Cardi B, I'm leaving. Cardi B won Best Rap Album. Best rap album in, I mean, Do I, I, just I know this is out of context for some, but like with a category with Mac Miller, Pusha T, and Drake. I'll far. give you that she beat so Mac wait, wait, Miller, wait, wait, wait. but Drake, Drake. Do we just want to do a special where we rewatch the Emmys and then just go, or sorry, the Grammys and just go, this was a bad decision, here's why. 
Yeah, but well, we have a special a podcast special. Figured out that's never a good idea. So editing was involved. We had to cut this thing short because because uh, Kevin had to pee. Uh, tune in next time. Check us out at uh, drunkmustache.com. Uh, drunkmustache. Ooh, at your own URL. What's up? Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. Till next time. Later. Have a good one. Bye.